Thank you for joining XR Room, which is India's first AR VR focused podcast. And today I'm delighted and honored to have with me Mr. Faisal Galaria, who's the CEO of Blipper, an augmented reality technology company. He has held senior roles at a number of leading digital businesses, including Spotify, Kayak.com, and Skype. So, Faisal, it's a complete pleasure and honor to have you on the show. Really appreciate you taking time and being part of a humble podcast. So, Blipper and Magic Leap have somehow shared similar experience or journey. Both of y'all have been pioneering companies, each trying to revolutionize augmented reality and mixed reality. Magic Leap was one of the early movers with mixed reality, got huge funding, but were unable to deliver. Things went wrong, but now they are seeing a resurgence of sort with, with the new CEO. And, and uh, Blipper has somehow had the same journey, you know, the CEO has been from India, he moved to UK and was one of the world's first augmented reality unicorn company. Then it collapsed into administration, filed for bankruptcy. So when he took over from Ambrish Mitra as the CEO, what has been the learnings and the no-goes? And what is what is it that you bring onto the board? And what is your vision or mission for Blipper's second coming? First of all, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation, the opportunity to speak with you and, 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 your, and your listeners. Uh, you're entirely right. Um, Blipper has been a pioneer you know, augmented reality and actually the team got started back in, in 2011. And the way that I think about that, Eddie, is back then the team was not only creating the technology, but you know, it's almost like if it was a car, they created the engine, the seats, the roof, the exhaust system, but also they created the tires and the road and the bridge and the, and the taxation system for the car as well. There was no ecosystem back in, in, in 20, 2011 for augmented reality. It was, it was too, too early. And so in many ways, the fact that they actually made 2.5G work on an iPhone 2, you know, with all of the limitations that you know, the, the processor on, an, on a smartphone had back then, with the bandwidth limitations, you know, reflecting now on on, on we're launching 5G and back then you were launching half G. The fact that they even got it to work in, in the first place is a real testament to the ingenuity and how far ahead of, of the curve that the team was back in 2011-2012. But as, as you said, it was, it was too early. Um, and, and part of what I've done um, since, since joining two and a half, three, three years ago is really focus down the company on on what we do now so we also got into other adjacent spaces like visual search deep uh, uh, deep learning uh, rec recognition spatial listening um various types of machine learning and what we've done since since coming back is actually brought the company back to its provenance brought back to its original capability what we do better than anyone else, which is augmented reality. We're now a much leaner focused team. One of the other things that we've, that we've done, Eddie, is that the company was previously largely a B2C company, so we've downloaded an app 
uh, in order to be able to experience the, the, the AR. We've now removed the friction and the requirement to download an app, but also pivoted the company so it's more of a B2B company. So to answer your, your point about what the difference is between uh, what Flipper did historically and what we do now, we're a super lean AR content creation platform that allows anybody to publish uh, into, uh, in, into, into the internet and into, into the metaverse. It's only the brave early movers know what it takes to build a company when the tech is in a nascent stage. And you guys were the front movers, the pioneers, and you guys were the laying the building blocks of what you know, what the future of metaverse is going to look like. You know, what we are today completely excited about this metaverse. But I somehow feel that, I mean, we do uh, we shouldn't do the same mistake that we did in early 2016, you know, when the Oculus uh, acquisition happened from Pamalaki and then there was this huge rush of investors running in, you know, pouring money into startups and then realize, realizing later that, you know, the tech is not ready. I, I think metaverse is is going to be so awesome once it all converges you know i, I believe that you know it's, it's not going to be a single a tech layer it's going to be the blockchain uh it, it's it's going to be the convergence of nft your scanners iot artificial intelligence 5g xr and i think once it, it all converges together we will have the the building block of the metaverse which is ready which could be so seamless that that could be have an economic layer of it and it would be as seamless as the physical world so i hope that we do not make the same mistakes that you know we, we have done but i guess you know kudos to companies such as uh, blipper and magically because you guys have been taken the hit and, and braved it out and so that others can you know build on to you know from where you are taken now covid has so much cons you know it has kind of disrupted especially in in india it, it's been so terrible but there's been so many positives of covid you know a the environment is like really cleaned up and suddenly you know i, I mean over the years you know there was everybody was talking about digitization but then everybody was playing a wait and watch game but suddenly now everybody has understood the importance of, of digitization you know every company now wants to be a digital company so according to you do you think covid has accelerated uh, digital uh, digitization xr ar vr mr what are your views on something like that and do you feel that finally xr's time has come having been around in 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 the consumer technology space for the, for the last 25 years is i've never seen the acceleration of adoption of technology as fast as in the last two two years uh, during lock, lockdown. So, in many ways, you know, people that would would never have used technology are now using uh, are, are using technology, and we're using using it for 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 many 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 di different things. Prior to, to to lockdown, people used to talk about digital transformation and uh, and and how did businesses become more digital. I honestly think that. That if you know, those discussions are now behind us, you know, and if you're not already, you don't already have a digital transformation agenda, you're already behind the curve. And what's really important now is how how do companies exploit all of the ability that that digital has, whether that's 
data or, or analy analytics to be able to take the next step. And, and part of that is, uh, you, you mentioned before, is, is, is the metaverse, the conversion of, of many te technologies. And I think you're entirely right. Then uh, you mentioned, uh, is is it finally, you know, after 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 2011 and, and being, you know, companies, uh, you know, like like Flipper being in this space for the last 10 years, is it finally time for or, or, or augmented reality? And I and I would right because that's why I I joined the company as CEO two and a half years ago. That the the time is right. Let me tell you why I why I why I think. I've been very lucky to be part of some some very extraordinary breakthrough companies like like Skype and like Spotify that were really products of their of their time. And what I mean by that is the ecosystem has to be ready in order for any breakthrough company or technology, because no company breaks through on on its own. So in terms of if you look at Skype, it required peer to peer. Uh, te technology, it required broadband technology, it required uh, uh, voice and, and, and video and video codecs and compression te techno technologies, and all of those were coming together in the early early 2000s, which allowed Skype to pro proliferate. But it needed all of those things. Then it, again, you know, ten years later, if you look at early early Spotify, there was. There was music streaming before before Blipper and Napster is perhaps the best known example. So why did why 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 did did Spotify succeed? You know, it, again, three G was being rolled out, smartphones were, 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 were being being rolled out, music compression uh, was, was becoming widely available, widely distributed. The iPod and the iPhones, smartphones were being being rolled out, and Facebook. Uh, was, was was pushing virality and, and, so, and social media, and people were able to share what musical and all of those things in in their in their in their entirety allowed Spotify to grow. So now I look back, you know, at at at, 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 at Blipper and the XR industry, and we're lucky to be in, you know here at at this time when 5G promises a hundred times the bandwidth, ten times less latency. Uh, than, than, than 4G, where every smartphone, you know, almost every smartphone sold in 4 billion smartphones in the world now have the AR tech stack natively built in, you know, that's ARK or AR core. Now, and finally, we're starting to see companies like like, like Facebook and, uh, and Snap produce the, these devices. And over the next two or three years, I'm pretty sure these are going to become uh, mass market devices. But these are, this is, Happening, happening now. So, of course, the same things are happening that that I saw at Skype in that you have the ecosystem is now ready in a way that it wasn't even two or three years ago. That we're now primed and ready. And history teaches us that when that when you have all the conditions are ready, and the investment is going in, it's it's a time for for companies like Flipper to, to break out. Uh, that you know, this this team that I was that I was so privileged to, to join had done over twenty thousand AR experiences uh, in in its ten years. So that you know, there isn't a there isn't a category or a vertical that they haven't touched. So uh, we're looking forward to 
you know, everyone catching up and, and actually being able to now unleash the full capability and, and know how it works. Lovely. Yeah, I hope everyone catches up because, you know, this technology has got so much potential. The first time when I heard about Blipper was in 2016. I was at a conference here in Bombay and Arnav, who was the ex-managing director of Blipper, he was doing a presentation talk and I was so blown that through the phone, you could augment things you know and, and this was back in 2016 i, I remember there was there, there was a beauty product i think and and the the, the 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 ladies you know your lips color the lipstick shade and stuff could be augmented and and there was some great devil so uh, yes i think we are in an exciting space from 2016 till 2021 things have really moved technology is accelerated and the convergence of technology is is gonna give real world value and obviously you mentioned that the ecosystem is growing and i guess that's the reason there's some insane investment going on in the space facebook announced a 10 billion dollar investment in building the metaverse epic has a billion dollar investment uh gemini the winkeloos brothers are investing another 400 million dollars in the metaverse building the roblox is investing uh, a lot of money in and there are so many other startups around the world here in india there's a company called geo it's the largest telecom company they're building their own ar glasses and it's not just the big companies i think there are some amazing startups not just uh, abroad i mean i'm not going to take the names of the big ones but there are some fantastic startups here in india who are building great products great at hmds you know from uh, augmented reality to virtual reality glasses and i guess in another few years we'll start seeing those the, the, these products you know uh, in the hands of consumers or enterprise and apple is is getting into the free so it's it's an exciting space so now everybody is jumping and investing in what the metaverse is. So, you know, for my audience who don't really know what metaverse is, because everybody's got their own definition, would you like to explain what metaverse is and what is Blipper's plan for the metaverse? You're entirely right, Eddie. Everybody you ask has a, has a different definition of what the, what the metaverse is. But from our perspective at, at, at Blipper, what we think about is uh, imagine um, that you, in order to consume AR, that you, you're not using a phone anymore. And in fact, the world that you, you see around you is completely interactive um, and persistent, so that the things that you that you see, whether it's uh, you know whether it's a work environment like this, or whether it's an entertainment environment, and you're watching. You, with, with your friends, it persists, uh, and it and it's and it's all around. But what I've just described, which could exist in, in virtual reality, but makes it but makes it uh, the metaverse, is imagine you started that experience uh, on, online on a on, you know, uh, you know somewhere on, on the internet, but that you then uh, decide to to buy a video, for example, or a film on, on Netflix. Then you went to watch that with your friends in Fortnite or in or, or in Point If you're able to buy the movie in, in from Netflix and then invite your friends and watch that, some some of your friends are in Fortnite and some are in Roblox. That's the metaverse. It's a it's the ability for for different verses to combine, and that the thing that you bought, for example, the film, 
Netflix film is able to become consumed equally easily in any different environment. So we've still got some work work to do when we're nowhere near near that kind of um, the, the metaverse that I've described. But if that's possible, then I think we've got something approaching what I would regard as a metaverse. Lovely. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be so interesting because currently most of the the, the largest tech firms or the institutions runs in an extremely siloed manner. There, there is no coexistence or there is no it, it, there is no interoperability. In the future, if like you mentioned, you know, we could create the metaverse which is interoperable and with you know taking the centralized nature of you know all our businesses out and bring decentralization over there. I think we'll be able to upend everything, you know, your businesses and how we communicate, how we educate or, or, ourselves. Because just just yesterday, I was having a conversation with this startup from India, and and they be building an education lab, and they want to democratize education. They want to bring a standard because I I, I think glo- globally the problem with education or healthcare is, is that you know there is no standardization you know it, it's all like you know if you are a privileged person or, or, or urban dweller who's got funds you you can access uh, education but if you're, you're you don't have the privilege you're residing in a rural area you know you can't access a quality education but these guys are trying to standardize uh, and democratize education so so yes I mean once we lay down the foundations of the metaverse and bring an interoperability over there i think you know the future is going to look really fantastic in fact there's this school in kerala they leveraged augmented reality to you know for education continuity in in the peak of of the pandemic and they had leveraged a free augmented reality app and the teachers were leveraging so so i think we're getting into a fantastic world and, and these tools can in the future possibly democratize uh, education and healthcare and, and bring some kind of a standardization so that we have the same kind of education and healthcare uh, facilities. You know, no matter where you're sitting, whether you're sitting in the rural area, where you're sitting in Jamaica, you're sitting in Bombay, or you're sitting in Silicon Valley, you'll be able to access. You'll be able to access the same kind of uh, uh, healthcare. Uh, or education facility and i hope that happens because i think the world will become such a better place once we lay down the foundations of the metaverse and bring an interoperability over there i think you know the future is going to look really fantastic you were mentioned about your blipper web ar sdk and would you like to talk about your your products suits what what you're offering absolutely um we've got three main routes to market um, the first one is Blip Builder that I that I mentioned, which is our no-code uh, platform, which everybody can, can use. You know, you don't re- you don't need to be uh, a, a developer or a creative, uh, but you know, have, have lots of lots of experience. It's a no-code platform that's drag and drop, drag, drag and drop tools, and you can use that to build uh, AR experiences. And, and it's a build once, publish everywhere capabilities and very interestingly uh, last week we also announced that came with that that's available with slam which is simultaneous localization and mapping and what that does is that it means that we at flipping the technology takes care of the physics behind so you don't have to worry about 
where things appear, we understand, we map the environment. So if, in this case, we would map the room, understand where the ceilings, the walls are on the, on the floor. So if it was a car appearing here, and we to put a car in the room, it wouldn't float in midair. It would act, it would understand the physics of, of the real world on the floor and stay, stay on, on the floor. And we're able to, to, to track, so as you move the phone, actually you'll be able to go closer to the car and then move away, away from the car. As you, as you would if you walked close to the car uh, and walked away. So it, it understands and it, and it emulates the physics of, of the real world. And it's the first platform, the first drag and drop, drag and drop platform, no code platform to include uh, slam capabilities really proud of that and uh, there's a professional tool as well uh, that you mentioned the web ar sdk which is a professional uh tool set for developers and creatives inside of agencies brands and, and systems integrators and what that allows uh, is full scripting ability so it's everything that that flip builder is in terms of the drag and drop capability uh, but it allows uh, massively immersive uh, content creation capability. You can build every, any, yeah, if you can imagine it, you can build it in, um, in, in using the Web AR SDK. It's been used by thousands of, of creators around the world, mostly uh, experienced uh, developers and creators. And it really looks a little bit like some of the gaming um, content creation tools, whether that's uh, Unreal Engine or, or um, uh, or, or Unity, uh, but in this case, it's stripped down to focus exclusively uh, on AR content top content creation. Um, and then the final route, route, route to market is, uh, in, in some cases, agencies, brands, and systems integrators, when they're building campaigns, and that could be for healthcare, it could be for architecture, it could be for education and, and training, it could be for e-commerce or ad advertising. They'll come to us directly and say, look, we know you've got a, a, a tool set, uh, but we want something building that leverages the experience that, that your team has of doing this 20,000 times. So can you build it, build it for us? We have a studio capability. Um, actually, most of our studio and actually all of our engineering team is, is based in India, in Bangalore. So we like to think of ourselves as being at least half Indian as well um, you know we're, we're based in, in Bangalore and we use uh, you know the team is extreme work so they're very very high quality creative team that built some of the, you know, the world's best uh, animation and now some of the world's best uh, augmented reality experiences and, and we build that as a managed service from from strategy and creative right the way through to building and delivering the experience on whichever platform could be on Snap, TikTok, Facebook, whatever pl platform you want. Um, and then we provide all of the data and analytics to clients in order to be able to, to uh, track their, uh, the, the engagement and the uh, data like um, device types, city, where the experience is being, being cons consumed, uh, where in the experience people are, are spending, spending their time. Um, so we provide a lot of data, data and analytics on, on, on the back end. Um, and those are the three big routes, routes to market. Do you see that maybe in the near future, 
everything will move towards there like a no code low code thing because there is you know a huge number of content creators you know not just in india but around the world you know but they have all been traditional and coding is something and it becomes greek to them so is that where the future is going first question and second question is brand engagement where do you think is going because there's some crazy things which is happening what do you think the future of brand engagement is going to look like like we see now in in uh, video content creation which i think is a is a good analogy it's a good um shows 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 the way in, in forward for augmented reality in many ways you know, when editing became so easy that everybody could do it and children can do it it's allowed the explosion of platforms like snap and tiktok and what we're trying to do is make ar content creation so easy that actually children can can do it as well you know, children are, are the early adopters of all all all, all all technologies and when they can build ar and then they can publish it to all the spaces where they interact with each, with each other and when they find utility in, in that then we'll see the ar space kick off and so that's the that's what we're trying to do make ar content creation super easy and i want my six-year-old son to be creating ar content himself on the platform would you like to share some use cases you know which has been built leveraging blipper you know because there are so many advertising agencies you know brands over here who don't really know how they can leverage this new tool so so would you like to shine light over there of course well the, the one that i'm really pr- proud of actually it's a, you know it's because it was such a big success in india was last year was the launch of the nord 1 plus we're thinking about how to launch the the uh, the Nord phone, that latest phone, during a lockdown. So they said, "Look, um, we're launching the Nord. It's a 5G capable phone. It's got it's got the AR capability built built in, like every like every smartphone. Can we do a, Can we actually take the stage and the CEO and that experience? And rather than the journalists coming to us, can we go to the the journalists?" We said, so you want to do a AR experience for 500 journalists, where the stage appears on their desk or on their kitchen or on their floor in their home, and you want the CEO to do that same thing there. And they said, that's what we want to do. We said, yeah, we we can do that. How long? You know, that's you know, AR experiences are generally three or four minutes. So that's what you want to do. They said, no, 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 no. Our experience is a extravaganza. It's music and the different people speaking and screens and, and we have to build the excitement and it has to be half an hour. We said, how do you, a, a third, yeah, half an hour AR experience? That's never been, that's never been done before. And this is a product as well. They said, but that's, that's what we want to do. We want to replicate the experience that the gyms would have had they don't come to shenzhen for three or four minute experience we want to do the full experience in in ar so we said about we said about building it um and uh you know one plus are, are are really demanding clients and so uh, a few weeks after we started they said you know we have these forums and they've all heard about this live experience for, for the journalists. 
and our fans now want to join the experience. That wouldn't be a problem, will it? And we said, no. How many, how, many, how many fans do you want to invite? And they said, maybe, maybe a thousand. 500 journalists, a thousand fans. We, we enabled that. And then what we found was that the invites started to get traded on eBay and, and on Amazon. Not for very much money, but they're being traded. And that showed there was demand. They said, can you up it to 5,000? There are 5,000 participants there. There are more fans that want to join. So, okay, look, no problems. It's more bandwidth, but we'll make it work. Eventually, on the day, which was in, in July of, of last year, 627,000 people uh, tuned in for a live broadcast, an augmented reality broadcast, where the CEO, Carl Pei, announced the new phone and showed the phone break up into thousands of pieces and come back together and the whole stage and music and television screens. Everything that you would have expected on stage was shared by not only the journalists, but over 600,000 fans as well. Now, what was really exciting, of course, was that was, that was live. So it's not like a TV broadcast where, where everybody sees the same thing. This is in augmented reality. So you and I and then everybody else would have seen a bespoke augmented reality presentation that was one-to-one. -one. So if you have a big kitchen table, you'd have seen it scale to your big kitchen table. But if you're in your desk, in the office or your cabin, you have a small space, it would have dimensioned itself to that, to that space. And what's more, so in the week after the broadcast, it was seen seven million times. Wow. And for for OnePlus, it became the biggest selling, their biggest selling phone ever. It sold out in France, Finland, Germany, it, Italy, and in India, Amazon says it was their most successful product launch of any product category ever. So we're really proud of of that one, which is an e-commerce uh, example. But you know, Eddie, AR is becoming pervasive and used. For everything, whether it's for 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 medicine, you know, and we're able to to understand where the user where the user is. So, if the user happens to be in, let's say, in, in Gujarat, and they have, they have their instructions, we can understand from the latitude and longitude that they're in Gujarat. So, when you open your instructions, uh, we can actually show you how to use that that medicine in your your local language. And if you're in Spain, it would be in in, in Spanish. And you can see the instructions of how to take the medicine, and we'll show it to you whether it's a, whether it's an whether it's an injection or an inhaler, or you know, especially for people that you know that that struggle with with reading, being able to show you how to, to use something like a medicine is, is is really important. It's being used in entertainment. And it's being used in in many many spaces, and and our job is to create a platform for content creation. And the creators and developers will create the use cases for the technology. That's really exciting to see how this technology is getting used and all the different ways it's being used. All, all the technologies are becoming tools and adding so much utility for uh, us. And, and I think we need these brave brands, you know, such as OnePlus, who took the decision and pushed you to create things, you know, go beyond. And, and, and I guess once you do that, I think we will create more technology, which will really add 
uh, you know real world value and accelerate uh, this technology and and i'm super excited for all of these technology worlds because somehow from my perspective i'm seeing that you know almost geography is becoming history because you know you no longer need to be conf- confined to a location you you could be sitting anywhere with leveraging these tools you could create businesses and solutions lovely fazal thank you for taking time and being part of the pod- podcast and i really hope that we get to the future where it, it, you know we we have an open internet because when sir tim berners lee created the platform his vision was to have a decentralized platform but now we've got paywalls and wall garden everywhere my last question to you think that you were sitting in 2031 just be a little bit crazy and speculative you know what do you think ar vr mr is going to look like i mean you know i mean go bold go way out well, but i i um, let me let me rip on a on a theme that that, that you brought up then uh, eddie i um i'm a big advocate for de- decentralization i was uh, as i said you know, uh, skype was built on the peer to peer network and spotify got its genesis uh, on the peer to peer network where I'm lucky to be on the on the board of Crypto One, which is a um, which is a cryptocurrency uh, 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 platform, and so I'm a big believer in in, in decentralized decentralization. Um, and what we're seeing at, at the moment in the XR space is a, a number of companies that that are are trying to control um, the metaverse and what what uh, and what. And to the extent XR is part of it, but trying to create a systems uh, where they control all the, the data, the privacy, uh, um, you know, and, and, and the whole of what will be the, the, the next generation of the internet, which is, which is the metaverse. If you believe in that, as I do, in a decentralized environment, that's that's not the environment that, that I envisage. Uh, I think it requires. Uh, thousands and thousands of, of creators and developers to create the metaverse in the same way as it's taken you know, millions of creators to create the to create the internet. Um, and so I'm looking forward to to uh, the technologies that we're creating today uh, to allowing everyone to participate in a decentralized metaverse where we're all creators, we're all beneficiaries, we're all contributing but receiving and it not being controlled by any one uh, overlord lovely fazil what a beautiful vision because I, i guess it starts with the vision and i think if everybody i mean acknowledges and understand that what we have done with the internet is wrong and what we could do with web 3.0 is, is that beautiful world you know because we we building the metaverse which i think maybe in the next couple of decades i know want to put timelines we could be creating a beautiful world where our kids could do anything be anything you know it 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 wouldn't matter if you're sitting in bombay or jamaica or, or silicon valley we could all reach out to each other learn from each other leverage each other's knowledge create products and services and solution and create businesses and knowledge which which creates a better world because there's so much wrongs that we have done you know with uh, 
or current business model of profit at any cost or business as usual or capitalistic nature where we we all running blindlessly towards nowhere it's it's about time i think we we relook at the wrongs and at least the metaverse that we building we try and build something where we all would love to be in which would be open and fair for all and i hope that that vision comes true thank you fazil for being part of the podcast and sharing your insight wish you and the team the very best and to my listeners if you like what you see in here then please press the subscribe button and until next time see you guys bye bye thank you really appreciate this